Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 50, which we're recording on Wednesday, November 27th. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it's almost Thanksgiving here in the U.S. So we are recording with the kids home and... That's actually pretty fun. We have a little audience here at Charlie's yeah. house, and I'm actually, I, I really like it. So, what are you wearing? I am wearing today my 5200K sweater by Suvi Simola. I knit this just over a month ago, started in October. It is knit in Madeline Tosh sock, sock weight yarn, so it's fingering weight, and it's a pullover with a little asymmetrical hem on the bottom and a little pocket detail, top down, pull over, three quarter, three quarter sleeves just below the elbow with a little button on, button detail on them. And I've been wearing this one a lot lately because the weather has not been too warm. So it's been cool enough to wear this sweater and it's not, we haven't even had a freeze yet. I don't no, think. I don't think we, we have haven't, either. So it hasn't been freezing cold. It's been chilly in the mornings, but it's perfect to wear right now, and I really love the color. It's it is, beautiful. <laughs> it is knit in a color called Spectrum, which, as the name implies, supposedly has all the colors in the color spectrum kind of splashed in it, but mostly it looks purpley, bluey. You know, and I typically don't like very. I like variegated yarns. I don't like them in big garments yeah, that yeah. is just stunning it's yeah, not I, like your typical variegated yarn no, at all it's not and the one thing about this yarn is maybe because it's so variegated i don't know you can't tell where the skeins start and end oh because i didn't alter yeah i wouldn't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can't skeins, identify the that skeins were fabulously matched wow. which is unusual very unusual so this was a great little Great little project. Yeah, it makes me want to acquire some Spectrum. It's really, (laughs) really pretty. Spectrum is one of those colors, though, that you, like many Madeline Tosh colorways, you need to see in person. Because if you are hoping for, like mine, a blue-purple-leaning skein, I have seen skeins that are more green-leaning or even towards the red spectrum a little bit yeah if they were color if there was more red in it yeah. I can see how it would yeah. lean in that direction I haven't seen and those ones almost look brown I'm not surprised it would yeah. kind of muddle it yeah. I would think kind yeah. of like if you're finger painting and all the right. colors go together they right. turn brown but I've seen green leaning ones I remember last year when we were at Stitches West one of the staffers was restocking the spectrum in the webs booth mm-hmm. and he was just pulling out handfuls of this colorway and there were obviously several dye lots in there and sitting right next to each other on the shelf you could see the blue purple leaning skeins and the green leaning skeins so it might you know if you have a preference it's one of those colorways you need to see in person (laughs) yeah like uh alizarin that was one that i loved when we saw it at our local fabric store very very different it was so overpriced i didn't buy any and i've never seen skeins that looked like that yeah Yeah, I remember that because those skeins that we saw the color was really clear and then in other colorways it's just been more muddled yep that's true yeah but that's what I am wearing on this lovely Wednesday before 
our Thanksgiving holiday in the U.S. Yeah. What are you wearing? I'm wearing my Alewives cowl, which is a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty. It's and beautiful. It's really pretty. I knit it with Miss Babs, Yowza, What a Skein, and the colorway is called Shut the Front Door. Oh, speaking of Stitches West, that's a skein you bought at Stitches indeed, West. Indeed, <laughs> I indeed did. And, you know, funny aside... I had a comment on one of my projects from Miss Babs. Oh, I you was did? blown away. A different cow that oh, I knit sweet. with her yowza. That's so lovely. I was I was really like, oh my gosh, <laughs> thank you so much. It means so much coming from you. It wasn't this cow though, it was a different cow. But this one is awesome because it has so many different colors in it. And like I just said, I'm typically not drawn to variegated yarn, but for certain projects, it just rocks. And this is one that matches almost everything I have in my wardrobe. Although there's no pink in this. There's well, there is. it's more Look. purple than pink. Like, maybe yeah. a teeny weeny yeah. little bit of pink, but it's mostly teal and blue and purple. Mostly, yes. But it matches pretty much everything I own. Yeah, so it's it does. a it's a it very does. functional so garment. Pretty. So, so that's so what I'm wearing, and I like it. <laughs> what have you been stocking lately? Alright. I have been stocking the Ravelry Hot List. Ooh. I haven't been stocking any particular patterns or designers or projects mostly because I don't know if you've noticed this but the list has been really changeable and I don't know if yeah, it's it is. because this time of year I'm assuming because I've also in addition to patterns changing from day to day a lot in you know big like a lot of patterns seem to be changing in and out every day from the list in addition to that the type of projects have been changing yeah it's more small projects not as many sweaters gift items are in the hot list so I've been watching that every day and there's also been a lot of new fun free patterns out I haven't really found anything that I want to make but it's fun to keep up with them and look at them and I do seem to pick up smaller knits and accessory knits this time of year. So. Well, and speaking of smaller free patterns, they are no longer on the what's hot now list, I don't think, but Tin Can Knits Simple Edition, you knit a hat from mm -hmm. that collection, mm -hmm. and we talked about it last episode. Mm -hmm. Someone I know knit a pair of socks from the collection called Rye, R-Y-E. Mm -hmm. They're really, really cute, and oh, I think they're in I'll a DK weight, so they'd be pretty quick. Yeah. And yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about that particular pattern collection, which is free, and because it's called Simple, they're all intended to be fairly simple knits right. for anyone from a beginner to right. more advanced. Right. So. Definitely something worth checking out. Definitely. And then specifically, I'm also stocking hats. If you've been watching my comments in one of the threads in our Ravelry group, there are several members of our group who have, who are and have knit a lot of hats for charity this time of year. Like Cindy, she's rocking it. She's up to hat 22, yeah. I think. And we have a knit along going right now for knitting or crocheting some good, which is to knit or crochet a charity item. And as my participation in that, and what I always seem to do this time of year anyway, is I am knitting a lot of hats. So I keep looking at hats. This year I seem to be making a lot of the same hats over and over again that I've had the pattern 
memorized, but I keep looking at hat patterns. So I'm not really stocking anything real specific. Not much time to stock this week. Yeah. It's you know, holiday week, craziness. Yep. So <laughs> And in that same position. Yeah. Not about a whole you? lot of stocking. Yeah. Well, I am stocking speaking of Cindy, who is the Halos of Hope champion in our group. <laughs> she sent me a pattern for my birthday called the Solstice Cardigan, which has been in my queue forever. And I am swatching for it this very instant. And that's one thing I've been stocking in terms of looking at finished projects and such. It's something I've wanted to knit for a long time, and I will be knitting it soon. So that's one thing. And did I say that's by Cecily Glauick McDonald? You didn't, but now okay. we know. Now we know. <laughs> and it's just an open front cardigan. It does not button. It's knit in a twisted stitch, which is similar to the, um, what's it called, knotted pine hat that I knit for the last episode. And it just has a beautiful texture and it has a really pretty ribbed waistline. So it gives it some definition at the waist. And I think it's a seed stitch or moss stitch border all the way around with a, a nice shawl collar at the top. It's just really, really pretty. So that's on my swatching needles this very moment. And the other thing I'm stocking is I want to find another infinity cowl pattern. I'm wearing Alewives right now, and I found that much more functional for me are cowls versus mm -hmm. shawls. I love shawls, but they don't stay on as well as a cowl. You wrap a cowl around your neck, it's not going to go anywhere. So I've been wearing my cowls a lot lately because they're the perfect layer of warmth. And last night, I broke out delicious yarn that was sent to us by Shasta from Shasta Daisy Knits. And she sent me and Charlene both two skeins of her beautiful MCN DK weight. And I've been fondling this yarn and I got the Azalea's colorway, which is a beautiful, beautiful pink. And last night I cast on the French Can Can Shawl by Mademoiselle C. And I was knitting it because I needed a pretty mindless knit. I was really tired. And the start of that shawl is super easy. And when I woke up this morning, I thought, why am I making another pink shawl? I really need a pink cowl, not a shawl. So oh. I kind of tried to start stocking patterns for cowls today. Didn't get very far. So if anyone has a great suggestion for an infinity cowl using about 500 yards of DK weight, please let me know in the chat thread. I would appreciate any suggestions that you have. And Shasta, you are awesome. Thank you so much for the Definitely. beautiful yarn. I it's agree. so pretty. <laughs> My mom was drooling over that. She said, oh, where's that from? And she went off to check out the Etsy site immediately, I think. Yeah, well worth it. So that's what I'm stocking. The Solstice Cardigan by Cecily Glauck McDonald. And any Infinity Cal suggestions you have, please send them my way. Okay. So I know what color you're knitting because it's searing my retinas. But what are you knitting? <laughs> okay. I am knitting a couple of things. The big project that I talked about starting last episode is actually on the needles for me right now. And that is the Ease Pullover Sweater by Alicia Plummer. Thank you very much, Alicia. And that pattern is a top-down pullover sweater with a funnel neck. Funnel neck in the round, long sleeve, positive ease. That's the thing about this sweater that is a little bit different for me. It's knit with more positive ease, but I guess actually I shouldn't say that's so different because my lipstick and my boxy all have tons of positive ease. So this one is a, just a little different because it's a pullover. 
ribbing on the bottom. It's got two versions. You can make a scoop neck or a funnel neck. And I am using the repurposed Malabrigo Rios yarn. And, and it looks beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. I really love it. The color that I'm using is called Kumparsita. And it's red tones that go all the way to through grays into blacks. So it's variegated from red to black. Really nice, soft, wonderful yarn. The sweater that I ripped out, I just didn't wear very much, even though it was a beautiful sweater. Gail and I were just talking about it before we started recording. It was a beautiful sweater with cabled edges. It had a hood. That one was seamed, so that, of course the Pull the ripping out of that sweater took me a little bit longer. I seem to always rip out my seamed sweaters. <laughs> I don't that. know. I don't think there is a correlation there. I think that's just what happens. But this is going to be a cozy sweater considering the yarn is cozy and the sweater design is cozy. Yes. And especially with the funnel neck. That yeah. to me just breathes yeah. comfort. Yeah, definitely. And warm neck. Definitely. And then the second thing I have on the needles is the Alewives cowl that you've already heard Gail mention. I also have had this pattern in my queue for a long, long time, and I was just waiting for the perfect yarn, which happened to arrive a little while ago from Shasta of Shasta Daisy Knits. It's her DK yarn, and mine is a purple, and I don't remember what my colorway is. I don't remember what the name of it is. Yeah, Either she did, well, she didn't um, have a label ready Oh, when she sent mine. And so in her card, she wrote out the, the colorway name. But it is purple, folks. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's definitely a Charlene color. And it's going to look, the cow will look beautiful with her 5200K. It will. K. And it's very slightly tonal. There's little sections where you can, I think it's a blue coming through a little bit. and very very pretty it's very, a beautiful rich jewel tone purple deep royal yeah. purple almost it's gorgeous yeah. super pretty so that the alewife's cowl is a pattern as gail mentioned from elizabeth doherty and it has one two three different patterns in it and one pattern has little traveling it's called well it's called the alewife's pattern but it's got little traveling stitches in there. There's a little stockinette. I think they form like little v's Almost like a chevron. Almost. Yeah, a chevron. That's a good way to describe it. With a slip stitch in the middle. It's, it's, it's going to be very nice. It's going to be a double wrap cowl. So I'm going to love wearing it. Yeah, it's super comfy. <laughs> One thing I noticed though, and this is, oh, this is just so sad for me. I, having trouble going from my knitting all of a sudden to reading the tiny graph remember oh. we discussed that i think i need a new prescription yeah <laughs> i've never had trouble reading something written and if i take my glasses off i don't have a problem reading it but well, we'll see. yeah, gone are the days of our office work where we had access to a Xerox machine that could enlarge right. the copy. Exactly, exactly. And that's actually what I should look to do. Yeah, because then it would be much easier to it see, obviously. Easier. Or well, maybe try reading it on my your iPad. iPad. Exactly, that's what I would what do. Which is what I do a yep. lot. So, yeah, that would be a good idea. And then the thing that I just cast on in my hand is going to be another hat. I'm just casting on right now. Don't know, don't have a plan. 
Don't know anything. Yet. And I can tell you right now that's Madeline Tosh, MCN Worsted in the Floro Rose no, Colorway. It's not. It's not? Oh it's my gosh. Not. I totally thought that's what it was. It's it's an encore. Oh yarn. my gosh. This it is, is equally retinous earring. This is some yarn for my charity knitting, but there's a lot of folks that like to wear the bright pink yeah. for the for the breast cancer events. Mm-hmm. So when I saw this color it's a new color that we got in at the store ah very nice and i i just like knitting with it because it's happy it is very happy it's a very happy pink and i think it'll make someone happy well (laughs) and speaking of your halos of hope hats the bluish variegated one that you finished i haven't seen it in person but you put a picture up in the ravelry group what yarn was that it was really pretty that was a sale yarn that we had at the store that honestly I have to say it's not something that I would have ever picked to knit with for myself but it turned out really and pretty. It, I was stunned it turned out beautiful it it fit the requirement for the halos hats in that it didn't have a, I don't think there was any wool in it it was a nylon a little bit of cotton a little bit of acrylic because there's three strands of three unusual yarns and one of them is the nylon strand is really shiny 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 and it's just it was soft and it was on sale and so I was okay this is gonna make a really good hat and it I was stunned the way it came out because it really was beautiful and on the skein it wasn't a yarn that I would have ever given another thought to because of the fiber con you know just for me i prepare i prefer wools but i'm branching out for my charity hats and i'm so glad i did because it came out just wonderful (laughs) yeah i can't wait to see that one yeah i'll have to pull that one out i think it's already in the bag for donation but um thank you thank you for much very pretty and how about you what are you knitting okay i am knitting two things audrey in ernst is a cardigan pattern by gudrun johnson It's from the Twist Collective Fall 2009, it's not an episode, edition. And it's been in my queue since July 2010. Very popular pattern. It was, and I have loved it all that time and just never cast it on. So I had two skeins of Tosh Merino Light in the Onyx colorway. I've been craving a black simple cardigan, so I cast it on. And... Even though it's knit in fingering weight yarn, it's actually going very quickly. It's knit at a sport weight gauge, and the fabric is going to be not particularly open and airy, but very comfy. Mm-hmm. It's not knit. It's not you know too form-fitting or anything like that. And it's a bottom-up sweater with set-in sleeves. It buttons up the front, and it has a lace pattern at the top, kind of from the breast line up and it just has that little bit of lace as a feature which is just enough to give it some character and the set in sleeves are a a particular sleeve that I think looks good on my body and they were in my lar cardigan as well also by Gudrun Johnston and I just really like that type of sleeve Mm -hmm. so looking forward to I'm right about to the point where I will separate well you don't separate for the sleeves because it's bottom up but you, instead of knitting back and forth, then you separate into the back and both fronts. So I'm just about to that point. I was going to bring it to work on during recording, but I realized 
I'm going to actually have to pay attention. <laughs> so, and one thing about that, I'm using the Circa counter that we oh, reviewed yes. from Grello yeah. and Gray. I'm using that counter for the sweater and it's working remarkably well. So it's very easy for me to keep track of when to do an increase row or when to do a decrease row because those different colors are visual indicators for me. Okay, That's now you great. did one, now yeah. you need to stop and yeah. just, okay, there's another increase that I've done. So I'm keeping track of how many increases and when to do them all on the same counter, That's which great. is, yeah. and it's super easy to use. It is. Yeah. I, and I love the fact that it doesn't need a battery. Yes, exactly. I have so many things that need batteries, and this is so nice not yes. to have to worry about charging it and putting in a new battery. It's just old-fashioned click. Yep. <laughs> it, and click, click, click. It's, it makes a good yeah. noise, a good solid thunk. So I'm really enjoying my Circa counter, and I'm really enjoying the Audrey and Unst cardigan. The second thing I'm knitting, and I haven't made it very far, is the Adiri cowl, which is a pattern by Julia Trice, who is Mind of Winter on Ravelry. This is an indie gift-along pattern, and I'm knitting it with my Solitude Wool 100% Targi yarn, and that's all 100% American bread sheep and spun in the U.S., etc. Beautiful, beautiful yarn. And that is a bright pink cowl. Oh dear. So <laughs> what am I thinking? So that the color of that yarn is a is a actual deeper pink as opposed to Shasta's yarn, which is a brighter pink. So I could have two cowls that are you ever need to apologize for making two of anything because you and I both wear a lot of knitwear. We both do. We'll get worn. That's true. Apologies not necessary. That was kind of funny that I didn't realize that until just now though because that cowl, I cast it on on the way to our my mother-in-law's in the car the other day and on the way home, it's a pretty twisty, turny road and I was getting kind of nauseous and oh. trying to knit at the same time and realized I had knit the last six rows incorrectly somehow. So I was trying to rip it back in the car, and then when I got home, I realized I'd really blown it, and it's on a timeout in my knitting bag right now. And it's no fault of the pattern, it was just me. So that's the second thing that's on my needles. And the can French Can-Can shawl is still on the needles, but it's not going to be for long. So mm -hmm. this time of the year, I don't have much knitting bandwidth. So a cardigan yeah. and a cowl, that's plenty that's for plenty. My, my menu right now. Yeah. So what have you finished? Well, as I've mentioned, I have been knitting hats. So the only thing that I have finished, I think, let me look at my list. Yeah, that's the only thing I've finished is the three halos hats. The, the one that you... Well, I was knitting one last time. It was the Barley Hat by Tin Can Knits, which is the easy hat with a garter stitch panel. And I finished that one. I also made another Renfrew hat pattern that I really adore by Jane Richmond. It is in her Island collection. And I've knit three patterns from that collection now, and I think I've made three island or three Renfrew hats. Nice. <laughs> I really love that hat. Super easy just to zoom through the little cable that you knit inside out because you're knitting the knit side and then you ultimately turn the hat inside out and the reverse stocking outside is on the outside. Really fun to knit. The last one I knit in the bright pink mm -hmm. that I was just talking about and I just cast on another hat 
in that same skein, bright pink. And then the third hat was the other one that Gail mentioned, the unnamed yarn. The, <laughs> the mystery sail yarn. The mystery sail yarn that was uh, blue, blue-ish with some shiny strands in it that really made me rethink not using those somewhat um, novelty-ish yarns. It's not quite a novelty yarn because it's not it's not really fluffy or anything, but it's a more of a trendy yarn because it's probably a yarn that was only around for a season, which is why it was on sale and it was a summer yarn. But it was soft, like I mentioned, and it fits fits the, the need, so it's gonna make a nice hat. Excellent. So those are the only things I've finished. How about you? I also have finished some small projects since the last episode. The first one, which I really loved, is Autumn in Garrison, and that is a lace beret. It's by the designer Kate Gagnon Osborne, who is one of the wonders, I believe, behind Kelborn Woolens. Mm -hmm. And it's a free pattern on Ravelry. It's an excellent, fun knit, and it flew off the needles. It's knit in worsted weight yarn, and I think I used under 150 yards for the one I knit. I used Beaver Slide Dry Goods mm. Two Ply Naturals, which is a 100% merino worsted weight yarn, and I am in love with that base. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm already trying to plot for maybe a Christmas present from the family, a sweater's quantity Ooh. of that. It's a lovely, lovely yarn. I remember you texted me that you were in love with it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's heavenly. And I was going to bring the hat to show you, but it, it's still drying. I blocked it last night and it's still drying. But I used a color called Prairie Cornflower, which was on sale for $10 for a almost two, it was about a 200 yard skein of 100% merino wool. And Beaver Slide Dry Goods is another one of the all done in the US companies. You know, they, Actually, I think they have their own wool. Like they, I think they have sheep that they that they have mm -hmm. on their farm. Mm -hmm. I think, and they also most of their yarns are a blend of wool and mohair. This is a hundred percent merino wool, and just loved it. I don't care for mohair in general. I just don't like knitting with it because the fibers always seem to bother my eyes. Mm -hmm. I could be allergic to it. I'm not sure. But this was a heavenly yarn, and I definitely will buy more of this. Really enjoyed it. And this is a gift, so that was fun to be knitting a gift as well. Another thing that I finished are the Ritzy Mitts, and that's a pattern by Katya Frankel. And it was is one of the Indie Gift Along patterns. And our last episode, we reviewed the yarn from the knitting boutique called Susquehanna. And that's what I used for the mitts, and it's a DK weight yarn. And I used the two colors, Mulberry, which is purple, and Smoky Quartz, which is gray. And mm. I didn't have enough of either color to do the body of the mitts. So what I did was I did the cuff at the top and the bottom in one color and the body in the other. And then the other mitt, I did the opposite. Sweet. And I made them for my mom and sent them to her in the mail as a surprise. Oh, did. <laughs> I did. And she was very tickled to get those in the mail. So that was fun. That's she neat. came over for dinner last night and she had them on her hands when she walked in the door. It was very oh, cute. That's neat. And the pattern's really affordable. $3.32. So pretty good price for fast mitts. The whole, okay, didn't describe the mitts. They are stockinette stitch, very plain, except for the cuff is ruched. So you actually 
knit in the round and then every so many it's rows. It's really interesting. Yeah, you it's actually very cute. You knit the stitch with the purl bump from the row X number of rows down. So it forms ruches so you don't have to push the mitts up at the cuff to give it a ruched effect. They're actually part of the mitt, which makes them warmer at your cuff yeah, too, which is I guess often it would. Yeah, where your little wrists are exposed often when you're reaching for something so your wrists are nice and toasty. It looks as if you were wearing a much longer piece and then pushed it down or pushed it up so that it's all scrunched. Pushed it up towards your yeah. hand so it bunched so at the wrist. Yeah. Really cute, cute, cute pattern and super fast. I knit those I think in two evenings. Mm. Yeah, super fast. So highly recommend the mm. pattern, highly recommend the yarn. I'm actually I've been emailing back and forth with Diana of the knitting boutique to find out if they have the Susquehanna in fingering weight for the Hito Fude sweater. So I don't know if I can afford that or not, but I'm thinking about it because I think the smoky quartz would be beautiful. And that's the yarn that is 85% Polworth, 15% silk. So very beautiful blend of yarn. And I also finished my Imagine When shawl by Hohi Locatelli. And Hohi, we hope your arm is going to heal quickly. (laughs) For those of you who didn't know, she went skating with her family and fell down and broke her arm. That skating, I swear, us adults, we should not do it because well, I know so many people who have either broken an arm. I do too. One of Kai, well, actually, both boys have friends. One of their friends' mother at the skate local skating rink fell down on her elbow and mm-hmm. ended up in a cast. Yep, we had our neighbor. We had a, a rash of birthday parties one year. Everybody wanted their birthday party at the local roller skating rink. My dad fell down at my daughter's party and hurt his hip, still hurts to this day, and that was 15 years ago. My uncle fell down at his son's birthday party, tore his hamstring muscle. It was brutal. And my next door neighbor, his daughter had a party there. He (laughs) fell down and broke his wrist, all in the same five-month period, I think. So, yeah, now I'm afraid of roller skating. But anyway. On the positive side, the last I heard from he was that it looked like it might just be a fracture and she was thinking that she might get the cast off I think by today or tomorrow oh that would be excellent they were doing more tests or more looking at it more x-rays perhaps to make sure that it wasn't an actual break and just a fracture and if what's it's the just, difference between a fracture and a break I wonder a fracture is like when the bone splits but oh break as opposed to bro- oh I get it yeah. okay so, okay, well, then I hope it was painful. only a fracture. <laughs> that sounds horrible still to pain- say. Yeah, still painful, but I think that wherever she she injured it, if it was a fracture, then she wouldn't have to have the cast on as long. Good. So. Well, hopefully that's not interfering with her wonderful designing. Yes. And she has a new pattern out, too. But anyway, I, di- I digress. The Imagine When shawl, which I knit with the fabulous yarn from Sandra at Duck Duck Wool, I used her 80-20, that's 80% merino, 20% silk, fingering weight yarn in the sugared rim colorway, which is a beautiful, beautiful pink. And it's a little bit shiny because of the silk and it just glows and it makes me happy. And the shawl is fantastic. It was very fun to knit, especially with Robbie's Excel spreadsheet, Mm, which I mentioned on the last episode. And it's just fabulous. It's sits at my desk at home and I just swing it around my neck when my neck gets cold if I'm not already wearing a cowl and it's just gorgeous it's really really pretty I love mine I still have hopes that I am going to knit 
a smaller version with the special skein that I have that is only around 200, 250, so it's about half the yardage. And oh, I'm, that'd be a really small one. Yeah, a, a mini one. So I'm hoping to figure out a way to knit maybe two or three sections of the shawl. And we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it has a really, really interesting construction. It's and fun. Yeah, I don't want to give away anything from the pattern, but I've never knit a shawl like that before. It's fun. It's knit in several sections, and every section has short rows. and base. It's almost like you change direction a mm -hmm. little bit with each section. It's really interesting. And don't let the short rows intimidate you because the shawl is knit in garter stitch, so you don't yeah. pick up the wraps. You yeah. just wrap it's and turn, and you don't have to pick up the wraps. Definitely a fun way to try short rows yep. because they're really easy in this pattern. And so. it just the, the finished shawl is just so simple yet it, it's elegant very, very elegant, elegant. Yeah. so huge thumbs up for the imagine <laughs> one shawl and that's what i have finished so what are we swatching this it's is the our new, segment. new segment and last week we started the segment it was the debut it was the debut of the segment and what gail and i have decided is that we are also going to be putting our yarn notes in a page on Ravelry for each of our, in, in our yarn section of our... In our stash. Yeah, a stash, that's it. That's what I'm trying to say. In our stash, we will each have a little page for the type of yarn that we are reviewing, and then we'll put our review notes in there, and we'll also link to that from the show notes as well. So this week, we are swatching a Cormo yarn, and this is from company called Elsa Wool. They have various kinds of yarn. They also sell finished products. So if you go to their website, which I will link to in the show notes, they sell finished, finished hats and socks, but also yarn. They have two types of yarn. They have woolen spun and worsted spun. And then within each of those categories, you can I think they go from lace to worsted. I think they do yeah. too. And let's give a little background on Cormo. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not going to read you the whole description from Deb Robeson's Fleece and Fiber Source book, but I have the giant book in my hand, which is an awesome reference. And the facts for Cormo are the staple length is three and a quarter by five inches. The fiber diameter is 17 to 23 microns so according to deb robeson's breakdown that's definitely next to skin soft mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the lock characteristics it says dense rectangular staples with well-defined regular crimp and looking at the picture it's very tiny crimp in my yeah. opinion so it's very beautiful and they say the natural colors white because of the commercial orientation of the breeding programs and registration that is limited to white animals Although many colors in Cormo-based wools come from crosses, some breeding programs have yielded purebred colored strains. So I know Elsa wool does have only natural colors. Right, as opposed to dyed colors. Correct. And their colors, I think, range from white, brown, and gray, but they state on their website that the grays are brown-leaning mm -hmm. because of the fleece. Right. Yeah, there isn't like a natural gray pure gray color, although my swatch is pretty darn gray. And also, I just want to add that from also from the Fleece and Fiber Source book, 
Cormo is originally from Australia and is a cross between Corriedale and Merino. It's and from Tasmania originally, that's right? right? That's it's like right. the Tasmanian devil sheep. <laughs> I like and it. Interesting fact, shepherds will often put jackets on cormos to keep their fleeces clean as they're growing them. So if you ever see a flock with jackets on, (laughs) that is why. they Sounds like a cartoon. Yeah, they do it to keep the fleeces clean, and it requires a little bit more work from what I have read because throughout the year, as the fleece grows, the sheep have to be rejacketed with larger size jackets. Oh, to accommodate their fleece. Yeah, Yeah. interesting. Very interesting. So So which particular Elsa wool yarn did you swatch? Okay, I have in my hands the Woolen Spun Sport weight, and it is the medium gray colorway. And I did Woolen Spun Worsted, and mine is... Yours looks light. It is light. It must be the light gray colorway. And many thanks to Maggie S. Her Ravelry name is M. S-W-N-O-L-A. She sent us all of these mini skeins to swatch. Thank you so yes, much. This is the really fingering. really appreciate it. I have the mini skein still in the mini skein form in the woolen spun fingering in my hand right now. And it's so squishable. So well, in the we, hank yeah, itself. Let's, let's talk about what we, if you have any ratings observations are. in the hank. And my observation was number one how evenly spun it was oh yes there weren't any loose obvious loose areas or any obvious tight areas yeah there's no thick and thin to this right. it's very uniform yes very nice two ply it's got a good spin to it i think too. yeah very very it's nice. not too tight at all it's just a nice bouncy springy yarn yeah. yeah and as far as sheen i didn't think it had no. that much of a noticeable sheen i think it's more of a flat yarn yes which is not I a bad agree. thing. It's nope. just a different thing. But um, more flat. And the texture itself is, I wouldn't call it smooth. Like some yarn is very smooth, almost like it has silk in it or, you know, like your fingers slide across the surface. Mm-hmm. Your fingers don't slide per se across the surface of this, but that's not to say it's rustic no. in any way. It's very hard to describe. Um, I'm rubbing my fingers along a terry cloth towel. It's almost like rubbing your fingers with the grain on a terry cloth towel Mm. so it has it's going to give really nice stitch definition i think because of that like the fibers kind of push against each other a little bit Mm -hmm. and again this is the woolen spun their worsted spun might not do that because it's going to be a much denser material because the density on this i would say it's very very lofty and light i love right and actually i wrote down from the elsa wool Website they do describe their woolen spun yarns as being lofty, warm, and absorbent. Yep, I wrote that down too. And I would totally say this yarn is lofty and warm for sure. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. I, well, I love woolen spun yarn and mule spun yarn in general. So I prefer that light, less dense fabric mm-hmm. versus a woolen or worsted spun that is a thicker, heavier fabric. And fuzz factor, there is no halo whatsoever on this yarn. No, I think that to me, I guess it looks like all the fibers are trapped really well in the twist, I guess it would be. Yeah. I might change with wear. I have, I haven't done any extensive, extensive mangling, I guess I would say, (laughs) of my swatch. 
but I have had this swatch out for a while on my desk and I have been picking it up and fondling it and rubbing it. So not, not as much as you would wear a garment, I suppose. But as of right now, no fuzz factor to speak of. Yeah, no pilling. Yeah. At We're, all. Wearability is definitely next to skin. Yep. And I didn't notice any noticeable changes with blocking. Neither did I. There wasn't a lot of bloom happening. I think that's probably a result of woolen spun, too, because it's already, it's already an open, airy, airy yarn. Yeah. I actually took this mini skein and put it in the waistband of my yoga pants last oh. night and, and <laughs> wore and it around for about two it. hours and never even noticed it was there. So it's definitely nice. next to skin soft. And actually, I forgot to discuss this with you, but I wanted to add one more category let's do it our, we're adding it on the fly to, yeah to our categories here mm -hmm. and i guess i would call it we need to we'll need to find an, an overall word but i think value is it but i don't want to make it seem like less expensive yarns are more valuable i just i want it to rate a yarn in terms of less expensive or luxury. Oh, that's a very good idea. Yeah. So what would you qualify? I did not look at the price of this yarn, I must Well, say. this skein that I have is $17 US for 350 yards of sport weight yarn, which I actually wow. think is a pretty good value. It's a very good value. Yeah. yeah. It's like the beaver slide I found was a, an excellent value as well. Yeah, and I'm actually, I texted Gail after I wrote down my notes yesterday that I'm scheming to figure out what I want to knit because I definitely want to knit something with this yarn. Yeah, I think that, oh, I'm thinking of the beaver slide, what I want to knit with that. I have not picked what I want to knit with this yarn yet. But there is some of it in my future. Yeah, for sure. It's a really, <laughs> really nice wool. Yeah. And the, the people I know who have knit with it so far rave about it. Oh, really? Yeah, Elsa wool, people oh. who use Elsa wool are just devoted followers of Elsa wool products That's so probably the best review right there mm -hmm. exactly you know that and these are people who knit a lot Pat and Maggie and mm -hmm. <laughs> some other women I could name so okay. I yeah their recommendation speaks a lot for me great so that is what we were swatching. And before we go on to a review, we do have a book review for you today. We wanted to do a recap on our current knit along. Yes. So we're, we've called it the knit for good. And I'm sorry, we should have called it the knit and or knit crochet, and crochet for, for good. good. Yes. <laughs> uh, of course, any craft qualifies. Of course. And this one, we started at any project you started on or before November 15th and runs through December 31st. And anything that you create, knit or crochet, for a charitable cause, so Halos of Hope or any other organization, Kelly from Shorty Sutures is doing it for an Armed Forces uh, Operation Gratitude, I think is the name That's of it, it. Yes. where they knit scarves and such that are sent to overseas military people who are defending our country and everything else they do, which is fabulous. There are lots and lots and lots of charitable organizations. Most of us have some locally. And if you don't and you're looking for ideas, just go ahead and put a question in our chat thread and I'm sure you'll get lots of ideas. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are always uh, preemie things or you know things for newborns and hospitals right. and things like that as well. I'm sure that local cancer wards also exactly. have the same type of yeah. idea. It's it's always nice to look look, look locally, mm -hmm. but if you can't or don't have the time, you can always donate to a national or international organization and they'll take care of 
filtering things out to yeah. other places that need them. Yeah, I always take our, our meaning my hand knits, and my daughter Josie usually makes them, take them to the local homeless shelter. That's our cause mm. where we bring them. And then we have a local homeless garden too that every Christmas they open a, a little shop and last year I ended up donating a couple things there. I never even thought of that. You mentioned it last year and I had already taken mine to the shelter yeah. I think. so. But that just always brings me joy to be able to keep heads warm because <laughs> it gets cold in Santa Cruz at night and I feel bad for the homeless people out there who are very very cold. So knit some good. Anything you knit or crochet you can have a separate post for everything you knit or crochet and also eligible are any patterns or books, etc., that you purchase that are for a nonprofit charitable purpose. And I had mentioned Kat Bordy's book, The Art of Felfs, which is a great candidate because at, when I purchased it, I realized that all of the money goes directly to the Cancer Institute Fund. None of it goes to Kat. It all goes to the research fund, which I thought was extraordinary. And I've been amazed by how many people have, have bought purchased that it. book. Yeah. And that's so neat. It's really a cool book. I can't wait to find time that's really to neat. swatch and felt my swatch because I really want to make some of those. Yeah. They look really, really neat. They do. So prizes. Like I said, you can have a separate post for everything you knit, crochet, or buy, which means your chances of winning increase the more you do. And the more you knit for charity, the better, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of fabulous prizes that yeah, were all we donated do. by awesome people. Evanston Michelle, who is a great supporter of all of our knit-alongs, is going to donate a skein of yarn. Cindy, another one of our great supporters, who is Cozy Couch in the group, she has made, I think, two, maybe three, project bags that are fabulous that she has donated for the knit along. Mm -hmm. Jenny, who is Frenny, F-R-E-N-N-Y on Ravelry, is also a bag maker and she has an Etsy shop and she is going to donate one of her in stock bags as a gift. And we have six patterns that have been donated. Nancy Toten, who is Nanny Knitter on Ravelry, has donated one of her patterns. I purchased her Black Forest Cowl, which I'm looking forward to knitting, which all of her proceeds are going towards the Colorado Firefighters. Blue Bee Studios, who is Elizabeth Doherty, who is the designer of the Alewives Cowl that we've <laughs> that been talking both about. Of us have mentioned. Mm -hmm. She is donating a pattern. Alicia Plummer, who is the designer of Ease that Charlene mentioned earlier. Alicia is donating a pattern. Jennifer Weissman, who is Shady Stroll on Ravelry, is donating her newest shawl pattern which is beautiful it's called partly sunny it's a two color fingering weight shawl that is lovely is. and estella who is one more row please she's also been a great supporter of the podcast mm -hmm. she is donating two of the patterns from her ravelry store so yeah. that's six patterns one skein of yarn and at least three different project bags yeah. so hopefully everybody will try to knit or crochet at least one thing let's Let's prove what we can do for charity. Yeah. It's just a good cause. It makes me happy. So that's the Knit Along Recap. Today we have a review. The book is called Head to Toe Kids Knit Accessories. It's by Katya Frankel, who, as always happens with us, I already mentioned earlier in this episode, she's the designer of the Ritzy Mitts that I made for my mom. And this was sent to us by Jocelyn at Cooperative Press. Thank you, Jocelyn. Thank you very much. And as we've been doing with our reviews lately, we're going to focus on the gift knitting aspect of this book. And quite frankly, anything in this book could be a great gift knit because they're all small, 
They don't require much yarn. Therefore, they will be quick and awesome gifts. So before we look at anything specific, I just want to say, get it out there right now that this book, perfect in two ways, perfect to give the book to a knitter in your life who perhaps would like to make these projects perfect also to purchase the book for yourself to make some of these things for or like you a to knitting grandma who yeah. wants to knit things for her grandchildren yeah. because fabulous knits and as the name implies they are all children sized and they're a great size range from very most teeny of, yeah most of them it looked like went down to approximately toddler size i think they said three years old but you know toddlers pretty much toddlers so it yeah. can kids kids things can stretch and fit a wide range of sizes yeah i'd say in this book the only things that i would be not concerned about but aware of the sizing would be the things for the feet right yeah because right. feet can vary more yeah. you know a hat's going to stretch usually right. to fit just about any size right. as long as it's not too big but they katya has a great intro in the book where she does talk a lot about ease in fitting children's knits and sizing so instead of just saying x number of inches or for a three-year-old she does both she says three-year-olds often have the following inches on their feet or their head etc so if you don't happen to have a child around that you can loop with a measuring tape around their head then you can look in her introduction which is very convenient Mm -hmm. and interesting fact about the book too katya lives in northumberland in the united kingdom Mm -hmm. and all of the patterns are named after parks and or areas in northumberland so i won't be able to pronounce them all but they're all taken outside in those areas too. So it's really, really pretty photography, which we've said many times about the cooperative press books. This one in particular also, I think is just cute, not only because of the settings, but the kids are cute. And there are a lot of great close-up photos as I like, especially on the particular features in a pattern like a cable or a textured stitch, they have good close-ups for that particular part of the pattern. So this one is actually separated into four sections, which are head, neck, hand, and foot things. Yeah, so, so head I thought things, that was a cute neck. Well, neck things, hand things, and foot things. Exactly. <laughs> and in her intro, I think the key words that Katya gives are: "It's the ultimate example of instant gratification knitting," which I think is very true. Right. And let's see what other cool things. Oh, one of the things I thought that was neat. In the skill level, so many pattern designers have a skill level. They'll tell you it's intermediate or beginner, etc. She also includes all the techniques you need to know. So if she says that's intermediate, right. it will also say knit, purl, cable, etc. So I think that's a great addition to the skill category for patterns. Hopefully that's something that all designers yeah. will adopt. And then yarns that she calls for. She calls for a lot of yarns that are readily available to probably most local yarn stores including Debbie Bliss, Blue Sky Alpacas, Lorna's Laces, Cascade Monos, 220, Cascade 220 Sport and then there might Spud have been and Chloe. Spud, and Spud and Chloe yep. too. So I was really happy about that because lots of choices. She has a little bit about substituting yarns and how when you make things for children you need to keep the washability element in mind. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about everybody else's children, but mine are messy. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. 
So hats. Did you like any of the hats? Well, I picked one favorite from each category. Yeah. And my hat, the head thing's favorite for me was Simon's Side. It's a very cute, simple, in her description, it's a chunky ribbed hat with an asymmetric cable. And, well, she calls it a, a distinctive cable. I'm calling it asymmetric. It kind of swirls in one small little portion of the hat. So it's basically a ribbed beanie, but then you have this really cool little cable that's on oh, the side yeah. of the hat. So it's very simple to knit. It would basically be all ribbed except for that one small section of the hat. And that one's knit in about 140 yards of chunky weight wool. Let's see, what did she call for? Jill Eaton Minnow Merino. So I've never heard of that particular yarn, but approximately 140 yards. You could substitute, of course, any nice chunky wool. Right. So what was your favorite hat? I liked one called Wylam, which is just a different take on a ribbed beanie. It's a basic beanie, but she's got just a little bit of a ribbing pattern in there. So the whole hat isn't necessarily knit one, purl one, knit one, purl one. Very cute. Looks like it would be very simple to make. And let's see, the yarn she calls for is Lorna's Laces Shepherd Worsted, which is a superwash merino, very soft and washable. So anything could be substituted that's in that range. I know there's a lot of washable worsteds out there. Yeah. And one other thing I forgot to mention, just about every pattern in here is unisex as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's you could, important. Yeah. yeah. Everything could Good be point. for a girl or a boy. Yeah. And especially if you just change the color of the yarn, obviously that's going to give it either a more girl or boy spin. Okay, so what was your favorite in the neck things category? Neck, well, I just have to say I loved the fact that she did cowls on kids. I know, that's I so clever. cowls on kids. I remember I made a, a basic cowl for one of my boys a long, long time ago, and I remember they wore it almost like a little turtleneck top. I, don't, I don't, can't remember if it was lost or if it's just buried somewhere or maybe it's too tiny now but cows are so nice for kids because they don't lose them they put them on and then they're there <laughs> yeah and that's why I want to make a cow instead of a shawl yeah yeah same yeah. idea because I remember one of the really cute scarves that I made for one of the boys I made I think it was a lizard or an alligator or something Aww. I think he wore it once and it was Oh, heartbreak. <laughs> Never even got a picture of it. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Yeah. But the one that I did particularly like is called Harbottle. Let me get to... And Charlene and I are both navigating on our tablets. The book is really awesome. You just click on the picture on the table of contents. It's, it takes you directly a, to a the really pattern. nice visual index. And there's a little yes. link at the bottom that says table of contents. And yeah. you just press that, and you're right back at the table of yeah. contents. Really cool. Now, this one is knit in the round, a cable. It's ranked intermediate difficulty because it's got some cabling. But it also has a bit in the back that looks like it's just straight stockinette. So I was thinking that this would be a pattern that you could also size up if yeah. you wanted to make an adult matching version. I think you could just easily expand on the stockinette portion and make a large size. So I, I see it as very versatile, very cute, very basic. She's got pictures of it on a little boy and a little girl. Mm -hmm. Very nice. How about you? Did you like any of the... Checkers. Checkers, yeah. I really like the checkers, Cal. <laughs> it is 
a checkered pattern as the name implies. But what I think is super cool about it is it's a Mobius, so it twists on itself, yet at the bottom where it sits around your chest is flat. So I don't know how they did that. I didn't look at the pattern carefully enough to describe how they did that, but it's really cool because it just sits flat at the bottom and it looks really neat. And I like the texture of the checkered pattern. And this one is also, this one's the Spud and Chloe sweater. One skein, so about 160 yards of Spud and Chloe sweater. And just as Charlene said, I think all of the cowls in this book could easily be sized up for adults, mm -hmm. which that's very tempting. And then in hand things, I didn't write down a name of the pattern, but I liked the fact that, let's see, it's three out of the four are fingerless mitts. I think fingerless mitts are really great for kids. I, I know some places you have to have mittens, but kids love to have their fingers free and they're going to be touching things, mittens or not. So I think fingerless mitts are a great little option if the weather or if your climate allows. <laughs> That's a good point. So I like that. And the good variety, I think all of the fingerless mitts were sized down to a toddler size or approximately age three, I think it was. Yeah, the specific pattern that I like is called backhand hitch, and it's simply ribbed. There is a little thumb gusset, and then on the very back of the wrist is a braided cable. That's really pretty. Well, I shouldn't say pretty. It's a very mm -hmm. nice texture. So again, could be boy or girl. In fact, there's a boy wearing them and a girl wearing them, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, just a boy. So very cute little, those ones are fingerless mitts. I really like them. I would knit those for myself. My hands are small enough that I might be able to get I away with I the would largest. Be able to too. Yeah, I think I could. That's, well, that was my thought. And, and then, then in foot foot things. I really liked the chunky weight slipper socks. They are knit in a yarn called Montera, which happens to be fifty percent wool and fifty percent llama. So they will be super super warm. Super warm. Yeah. Not, I think. The Montera is not a superwash, so this would be something that if you use that particular yarn, I believe you would have to hand wash it. But little tiny slipper socks should be fairly easy to manage to wash. But they would be really warm, they looked really comfy, they're really cute, and they're only little footies. So as opposed to knitting a whole sock, this is going to be a fast little project because the yarn is fairly chunky. Let's see, the gauge is 18 stitches to 4 inches. So. It'd be pretty quick for a tiny little slipper. For a tiny little foot? Yeah. Did you like any foot things? I did. I like the socks that are called cobbles. They are just a plain foot, and then from the ankle up is a really cool nubby, I don't know if it's a, it looks like it's a seed stitch, maybe. It's just a nice texture, and these ones, interestingly enough, are knit with a 50% wool, 50% angora, and she said that's a good choice because they felt a little bit, making mm. them a nice texture and fabric for your feet. And this particular particular yarn has been discontinued, but she gives good substitution yarns. Oh, is it so the Classic Elite? Classic Elite yarns Lush. Yeah, I, so, love, I like Lush. Yeah, too. it's a very soft, fuzzy yarn. But these ones are top-down with a heel gusset or heel flap construction. So I've actually knit socks with that construction, so I know I could tackle these and it wouldn't be too much of a challenge for me. But they just look so cozy and warm yeah, and the perfect little, you know, they're a little higher than your ankles, so that little nubby texture would keep your ankles so warm. 
And you would think that I would know, after all these years of knitting and wearing hand-knit socks, that wool socks, yes, are very warm. And yet, I feel like every year when the seasons change and it gets cold, I'm always surprised when I put on my socks and my feet are warm. <laughs> it's like, yes, I know that, but they feel so good. I'm always surprised. So socks are always wonderful. Yeah, I think I'm going to try and knit a pair of socks. I just <laughs> haven't decided. Well, I knit those worsted weight socks, mm-hmm. but because of the gauge, my toes almost poke through at the top. So I'm afraid oh. to wear them because I know they're going to get a hole hmm. and... I have to find the right pattern and the right yarn mm-hmm. to inspire me to do it. <laughs> but I can really... Oh, I'm just going to knit more of the Thrum slippers for myself, I think. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I know for sure I'll wear those around the house and really love them. And I've already ordered some... It's not thrumming fiber. It's just regular fiber uh-huh. from my friend Shelly, who is Shijo on Ravelry. And she has a store called The Peanut Gallery Fibers on Etsy and... She's just starting out, and I thought, oh, I can't usually buy fiber because what would I do with it? But I certainly can use fiber for more thrum slippers. My husband requested a pair. Oh, really? His slippers, the inside of them, the lining came undone. And he said, oh, when are you going to knit my slippers? And I said, well, your fiber hasn't arrived yet. So he bought a pair of Ugg slippers at Costco, and he said, these will be my outside slippers. When you make me my slippers, those will be my inside slippers. So very sweet. And, oh, I forgot the one other thing I knit since the last episode. I knit another one of the little gnomes because last episode I said that Max fell in love with the one I knit and my dad was over that night and said that he wanted one too. So I knit one for my dad and I sent it to him in the mail as a surprise because he wanted a little gnome to hang up in his van, which I thought was very cute. So, all right. I think we are done. I think so too. So thank you so much for spending an hour listening to us. Yes, thank rattle you so on about much. Knitting. And here in the U.S., as we mentioned, it is Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, and we just want to extend our heartfelt thanks to everybody for listening to our podcast, being friends in our Ravelry group, chatting with in us, the Ravelry group, contributing to the discussions, and just for listening and being there and being the all-around great folks that you are. Yeah, we're very, very <laughs> thankful for each and every one of you. And I don't know if we've mentioned this before. We probably have. Charlene and I regularly text each other randomly. <laughs> I love our podcast. <laughs> we just have we so do. much fun. It's it's fantastic, all the interactions with you guys. And it just makes us feel warm and fuzzy. So and thank you very much. That Whenever we text that, it's always superseded by some comment that somebody has made to us or some discussion or some contribution that has come from a listener and then we always say oh we love it we love it because we just love having met everybody it's true met (laughs) e-met you know electronically met one thing i meant to mention about our ravelry group it never occurred to me before that some people might feel intimidated to join the group because they don't necessarily want to catch up with pages and pages of chatter if you ever are interested join you don't have to ever speak up but it's fun to follow a lot of the conversations every month charlene starts a new thread that's basically this month it's november chat next month it will be december chat i have had some fascinating learning experiences (laughs) on our chat this month because brandy who is 
writing lots of papers for school right now. She actually commented in the group about a paper she was writing about Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, which got this great conversation going. And Amy, Amy Yokohama had some great feedback and suggested some fabulous books. And I just picked one of them up from the library and I'm going to start it this weekend. And when I was running with Melissa, I was telling her, you wouldn't believe some of the conversations <laughs> we have. And there's this book and we were talking about Dorothy and Melissa and I got on this whole big thing about classic literature and how girls were portrayed. And it was just, it sparked a lot it's of really great neat. conversation. Yeah. It was very fascinating. And I do try to post this message frequently in our welcome thread, just what Gail said. And I'll just reiterate it that please, if you're new, please feel free just to jump in. Don't worry about going back and reading old messages. Everybody is welcome. Part of my goal in starting a new thread each month is so that we don't end up with a thread that has thousands of messages and is intimidating because I get, yeah, yeah. I get intimidated when I think about joining a new group and there are thousands of unread messages and I feel like, well, everybody has this history together and how will I know what's gone on? So my goal a, a little bit in doing that is so that we can start fresh and everybody can participate and hopefully feel welcome. Yes, that's a very good idea. So thank you very much for being listeners. Thank you for all that you do to make us happy. We Absolutely. really appreciate it. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>